This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Like, follow, and join in now. This is your host, Chris. 
No! God, please, no! No! I know. I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Right, Chris. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlefolk. How the devil are you all? Yeah, it's a big weekend. It's another East Midlands derby. You know, you wait, you wait, well, since the last century for one, and then you get three along in two years. What is going on? You know, uh, we've forgotten what it was like to have an East Midlands team in the in the top league with us. We had it pretty much to ourselves, but they're back. And on the on the week that we decided that we got bigger fish to fry than you know the fizzy pop cup, it was nice to see you know that after finally after penalties that uh, Nottingham Forest got through to the first semi final. And I know I know what you're thinking. I've seen the women of Nottingham as well, and I don't know how they ever get a semi. But uh, that that would be rude of me to say that. That would be very rude of me to say that. So um, forget I said it. We'll edit that out afterwards. It's not live. Nobody will know. Nobody will know. But it is a proper derby weekend. It is the Manchester derby, which is on Sky. It is the London derby, which is on Sky. It is the East Midlands derby, which... oh. Surprise, it's not on Sky. Who would have known that? Who would have known? But look, let me bring my, my, my cohort in. I mean, he is Leicester's answer to Joey Essex. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a prima donna, likes to make an entrance. And uh, some would say he's got a very nice entrance as well. Bring him in late as always, but nice to have him here. Craig, good evening, sir. How the good devil evening, you? Chris. Good evening, everyone. How are we doing? Not so bad, not so bad. That's just Joey do, Essex, eh? Well, what can I say? You, well, yeah, you, what uh, can you say? <laughs> you just know. keep your finger on whatever you're holding your finger on at the moment because it's working. You are, <laughs> you are with us. Um, before we get the Forest guys in, we're making a signing, possibly. Um, to be honest, I've not seen anything. I've seen rumours and bits and pieces. Fill me in, Chris. I bet you say that to all the boys. Apparently, we have agreed personal terms with, and now you just want me to make me make me say his name, don't of you? It's more uh, fun. Nicholas Gonzalez, actually not one of not one of the worst ones I've ever had to pronounce. Um, and if you are going to Google it, mm. please note there are two Nicholas Gonzalez. There's a Spanish one and an Argentinian one. We've gone for the Argentinian mm. one. Uh, currently. Fiorentina he is at, yeah. He was at um, Argentina Juniors, um, and he went for £11 million to Stuttgart, mm. who signed, sold him la only last year to Fiorentina for €24 million. Euros. He's mm. a, a right, a left-footed right winger. I've got to get that the right way round, which obviously is what Brendan's been wanting. Zumarez is finally here. Yes, well, hope so. Um, he's played uh, 21 times for Argentina, mm. uh, national side, scoring three goals. Um, he played a, a, one game and scored a goal for the under-21s. Um, but he's played seven times this season and he's got two goals. So he's mm. not a starter. And he wasn't, he wasn't in the starting lineup for their game tonight. He was on the bench. Right, OK. I mean, he's got quite a good... Um... Assist record as well. I, I'm led yes. to believe from what I saw over the the, the few seasons he's been playing. So mm. um, yeah, high hopes of this one. I think to be honest, I, um, uh, we, yeah, we've had a few false dawns on that right wing. 
we have, and I think I think we'll look at Luckman and go, maybe that's the one that got away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, especially at the price, I mean, Facebook user, sit your name on the end, mate, so we can give you a shout out. Uh, seems a bit pricey, but I mean, that's the market at the moment, and unfortunately, we don't normally do a lot of business in January, and I don't mm-hmm. like the January window, but needs must. Yeah, and I think uh, I think a couple of so-called bigger clubs were looking at him before he went to Stuttgart as well. Uh, and as they do, you know, those so-called big clubs, a lot of them like to see South American players play a little bit first before they, um, yeah, before they um, sort of come in with their big bids. You know, they like the clubs like Leicester to do their. Um, sort of donkey work for them and uh, and test the water and how they will be in the Premier well, League. So you know, yeah. fair enough. If we if we get another an, uh, another sort of uh, investment player, shall we say, get a couple of seasons out of him and then double the double the fee, then you know that's back to what we were doing. I'm just wondering. I mean, it is a lot of money, uh, especially as we've been already been quoted the same sort of price for the Woundies or mm-hmm. who are you, whatever he's called, the Rotten yeah. player. Um, would you think that that deal would now be dead? Because we, I mean, sixty million in one transfer window for Leicester. Potentially, uh, I think they've probably looked at where they want to strengthen. And uh, I, thing is, usually in these kind of things, they have first choice, second choice, third choice, or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it works. What what would be interesting to know is is whether he was our first or second choice. But yeah, uh, as soon as this sort of story broke, um, then I think most of the noises were quite positive that this was that this could be a really good signing. Fab, Fab speaks highly of him, Fabrizio Romero, mm. on on Twitter, and he's the one that's put of has been pushing the agenda. So yeah. fingers crossed, fingers crossed. But. Back to normal football for the time being. A bit, bit of a derby this weekend. Like mm. I say, there's three derbies. Told you, bro, is in. Good evening, sir. How are you? And LDH as well. Good evening to you as well. Look, we're playing Nottingham Forest. It's only fair that we bring a couple of their fans in, you know. And I know what everybody's going to say, you know, and you do not appreciate the work that I put into this channel Finding two Nottingham Forest fans, I know, you know, I, we thought they only had the one, but no, I have managed to find another one in the dugout. Let's let's bring the first guy you know well, he's been on here before, always great for a bit of banter, it is Astbury, Dave Astbury. How the devil Any gentlemen, any gentlemen, I'm... Uh... I'm not too bad after last night, chaps, to be honest. Oh, funnily that. So, yeah. If you'd asked me after Blackpool, I'd have probably been like jumping into the, uh, you know, in front of a bus in the high street here. But no, after last night, we're not to, too to be bad. Fair, to be fair, the, the big cups are not for everyone. No, no, no. no. I, so I, build I, your way up. Yeah, yeah. We're sort of like, we, all, all we want, all I want is 17th. That's not all I'm interested in. Everything no. else, everything else, gentlemen, is noise. Swan 17th. So do we at the moment, the way things are going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're we're not... both joined on 17 points. We, we were together in October, unable to be separated at the bottom of the league. And actually, you know, fair play to both teams. They worked their way up the table. You know, so here we are again, locked on 17 points. It, it like is Lester meant to be. We should ride yeah. off into the sunset together. Look, talking of the two games that you've just mentioned, um, 
everybody who's in the chat know we always have a regular Nottingham Forest guy in. He's always he's all great guy, up for a bit of banter. And he was in, and I'm pleased to say he was in last night when you when you won the penalty shootout. But what was more fun from our point of view was that he was in when you played Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Yeah. Well, welcome along, Luke. Luke, this is Craig in the top uh, that that way. Oh, yeah. yeah, the old silver fox. And of course, Craig, you've met Dave before, haven't you? Underneath? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a I know we haven't. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Luke. Memorable. Thank you for thank you for being my brother tonight, mate. I needed a brother. So Always, of course, you know, against these Leicester. Leicester people. What, what did they say about um, people from Nottingham? If you do have brothers, God help us. <laughs> what is it? What is it? We're, we're like what you get if cousins marry, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the thing. I didn't like to say it, but faces know, for the radio, gentlemen. Faces for the radio. Indeed, indeed. Dave doesn't, yeah. but you do have a channel on YouTube. So give it a shout out. Where can people find you? Thank you so much. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under uh, under the uh, True Red, and you can find me on Instagram under Luca Williams Eleven. There we go, True Red on YouTube, and we'll add those in later. Dave, do you want to give your Twitter out, or do you want to? Well, I don't have a channel, Jen, so I'd no. rather leave it to the to professionals like Luke and yourself, Chris and Craig. I've got <laughs> enough on my... Uh, you have been on this show before, have you? I just hang out. I'm just like a groupie to all you guys, you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> I kind of let you all do the work. I come on, have a chat, and then go back and then have a cup of tea and let yeah, yeah, you lot do the editing. As it is, I've got um, a couple of doddery old parents that I need to look after and they're, they're my priority at the moment so don't talk um, about Craig like that when he's in <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the room upstairs that he keeps me in <laughs> it's locked you want again, us to call, it? are we going to have to call the social services for you Craig or something like so. that <laughs> <laughs> right so anyway um, I'm just trying to think you know sort of it was around this time last year, wasn't it? February, when uh, somebody knocked us out the FA Cup. What, what was the score, Craig? Was it 4-1? Now, you can that. imagine what would happen if the team that knocked us out this year, being a lower league team at the time, would then mm. get knocked out by the same score this year <laughs> by a lower league team. I mean, the chances <laughs> of that happening... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They've got, you know, it's all part of the growth, isn't it? You know, that's what it is. You know, you're back in the Premier League. You've got to go through these sort of rites of passage, as it were. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm expecting you to fully lose your uh, two-legged semi-final in the last minute. That's that's what we have to do as well. Mm. We had to go mm. through that. But can I just yeah. say, and all, all banter and joking aside, guys, congratulations on getting through enjoy it yeah. you know i yeah. remember when we came up just very similar to us wasn't it we were kind of well we sat mid-table that first season but we got to a to a final that 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 mm. year um yeah um, I, I think and, and i think for us won. yeah i think for us after last night the getting <coughs> through is great um i don't expect us to win 
I certainly don't expect us to beat Manchester United over two legs, based on what I saw at Old Trafford two weeks ago, where they were a class above us. We, we, we were not hammered like we were at the King Power or the Emirates or the Etihad, but United had nine on the field who'd been in Qatar, and one of them, Varane, had played in a World Cup final. We battled hard, but we were outclassed. And I think, you know, we need to win our first leg and then take something back to Old Trafford. Over two legs, I can't see us beating Manchester United. I just think they're a, they're a level above us. The people like Casemiro, Eriksen, Shaw, Rashford, they'll have too much for us. And as for last night, and I'm sure Luke will agree because he's probably heard Steve's post-match interviews. Steve was really, really happy at getting through, but not very happy at the way Forrest played last night. He was saying, I don't want to be negative, but so Forrest still have lots to attend to. Yeah, we're happy to get through, but I don't, if if, if it's us at Wembley on February the 26th, I'll be very, very surprised. And that's not, that's not, that's not defeatism or negativity. It's just looking logically at the relative strengths of Manchester United and Nottingham Forest as clubs and as squads. Luke, I mean, you know, a lot of um, conspiracy theories going around that the Newcastle and Man United were kept apart. Um, yeah. You've got, you've, let's be honest with you, if you want to win it, you've got to beat these teams anyway. Uh, yes, you have to, but, but it's a very hard task. Mm. Indeed, it will be. <laughs> and Andy says, just as I say then, uh, it's all fixed. Um, <laughs> personally, I hope Newcastle will go on and win it, only because can, they, they put us can out. I, can I just say, uh, when, when we walked out the ground last night, right, we all walked out, we were we were gobsmacked when we saw that Southampton had held on to the 2-0 lead that they'd had at half-time, because yeah. there were mass faintings across the city ground when they saw that Southampton were 2-0 up against that lot. And we all walked out the, out the ground and everybody had the word Southampton on their lips. And I remember getting to the, the Zebra yeah. Crossing, the Zebra Crossing by the Trent Bridge Inn and a fellow shouted out, it's Manchester United. And the sense of deflation was like palpable, you know. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I don't see any conspiracy theories. I mean, I, you know, but Craig, you would you imagine. Remember, do you remember a song, Craig, uh, that was out a while ago? Uh, what does the fox say? I do remember that as well. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was released by Yelvis, a Norwegian mm. comedy act. Uh, it got to number one in Norway. And it also got, believe it or not, got to number one. Well, it got to number three in Sweden, but it actually made number one in South Korea, <laughs> which was at the, the moment. And it made number 17 in the UK singles chart, believe it or not. But they are bringing out a special 12-inch edition of it. And I've got to say, I've been really lucky because it's one of those False Gap albums. You remember that, guys. You're all of my age. You know, the False Gap albums when you used to get them. Uh, I'm pleased to say I've been able to get hold of an early copy of the album art for the the upcoming album. So... (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say the hours must just simply fly by? <laughs> Nobody can ever say I waste my days. <laughs> That's a wolf, not a fox anyway, isn't it? No, it is a fox, according to Google. Don't you be questioning Mr. Google. That is definitely a fox, allegedly. <laughs> but uh, sorry, guys. I couldn't resist that. <sighs> okay, I mean... We've made one sign-in, possibly, uh, which is like one two-hundredth of what um, Nottingham Forest have made in the last 12 months. But, Craig, yeah. 
I, I wish we weren't facing Forest now. I honestly, for me, and I said this to you earlier on a text, for me, I mean, when we came back from the World Cup, we were on a bit of a high. But when mm. you look at the teams that we were beating, and no disrespect to them, they were all bottom half teams. Um, we lost to Newcastle. We should have beaten Liverpool, especially when they went on and, and, and uh, were beaten by Brentford. Fulham, great respect to them, and they're winning you know, against Chelsea tonight. But that's probably a game again we should have won. Um, I think the, the second Newcastle, the cup game, was a bit of a, a, a freebie because I think we were always destined to lose that one. I think he's gone if we lose this one. Yeah, I know you you, um, you said that earlier to me. And um, as I say, I'm, I'm not sure. I think he'll get another game. Um, I think it'll be much harder for him. I, don't get me wrong. If we lose this, he's going to be so much under pressure. It, it's untrue. What I would think is he will then have, if we get this player in, he'll then have him for the next game because I'm sure he won't be ready for, for Forrest. No. So he'll have him for the next game and that next game is at home against Brighton. If he then loses that, the atmosphere will be toxic and it would be very hard for the owners to continue to hear how toxic it's becoming and the fact that, you know, if they've backed him. But it's a really tricky one because, you know, if there's any transfers in the offing now, they will be well underway. You know, there'll be negotiations going on. The players will be signing for the club, but also signing for the manager. And then very much like has happened at Chelsea, you know, they brought in two or three players to play for Tuchel and then promptly sacked him. That's not worked out particularly well for Chelsea at the moment. Um so it's memories it's real... of Canty and Pearson. A little well, bit. yeah, I mean, I've, I've said this before. It's a real um, balancing act for the owners, and and I think they sort of missed the opportunity if they were going to sack him. I think they missed the opportunity uh, around about uh, around the World Cup. But then we'd put that really good run of games together, five unbeaten, I think, and we'd got ourselves out of trouble. Um, now it's going to be that right. Okay, we've brought new players in, or we're negotiating to bring new players in. Are we going to change the manager then? And then it's a gamble. No, so you either gamble on a new new manager or you gamble that you're going to stick with what you've got. Uh, and it's a toss of a coin, to be honest. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, Nathan Jones, you know, really struggled. I think, is it Nathan Jones, I think? Yeah. Um, really struggled at first at Southampton. It didn't look like they could get a, a result from anywhere. And then they pulled that one out of the bag. Um, by all accounts, the, the performance was good. You know, it's whether he can build on that. I'm not sure, but uh, it's a tricky one. This is the one of the time. You know, we'd all love to have a football club. This is the one time that I'm glad I'm not in the having to make the decision. <laughs> yeah. Luke, I mean, you. you I mean, the, we'll look at some stats later. Uh, with with well, let, let's have a look at it now. Let me just bring the stats up, Luke. Are you thinking? I'm glad I'm playing Leicester now. Uh, uh, at the moment, I am yes. Afterwards, we'll see. I, pr I probably will be, but there, there, uh, there uh, has been aims there that you really should have won. Liverpool, you should have won that. Unfortunate about about fates, and it was from two unfortunate on goals. But yeah, Newcastle a free hit, and. Uh, Fulham, I mean, 
they're just in an, in another league at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, they are doing really well. And Dave, I mean, looking at that there, I mean, yeah, you can see the the, the league positions were pretty much equal on points. But you are the form team going into this. You've got a full, you got the Royal Flush since the World Cup. You lost mm. one, drew one, won one. Um, mm. We we've just lost, 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 lost. Uh, and you've got to go pre World Cup for us to see any green at all. Again, mm. you know the odds really. You're at home. Um, you you know you you you're on the, you're the form team if you like out the two of us. You've got to be feeling pretty confident. Um, I I almost think it's a, a complete reversal of the approaches to the game at the King Power on October the second. I think it was. Mm. I think you know going into that game, um, you know, Leicester were in. Leicester had their full strength squad at the time. I just think, I think the key issue on Saturday in this game of football is the absence of James Madison. The key issue, because if you stuck the 25 of Nottingham Forest and the 25 of Leicester City into a, a combined squad and took anybody who knows anything about football and said to him, right, take the one player out of that that you would love to have in your team, any, any team in the world, they're going to take James Madison. And I think if I look back to that night at the King Power, where Leicester were worthy winners and, and deserving of the 4-0, although I would say Taiwo Wani hit the post before Leicester really grabbed Forrest by the short and curlies. Now that goes in, that that, that shot of Taiwo Wani's goes in instead of hitting the post. And I think we would have seen a toxic King Power that night that was ready for seeing Brend Brendan off. Now, Leicester rode their luck. And then Madison and I thought Keenan Jewsbury Hall was superb that night. I think he might be missing as well Saturday. Mm -hmm. You know, Leicester took control. Now, to my way of thinking, if I'm going to be ruthless and discourteous to Leicester City, I'm really glad James Madison's not playing on Saturday because he is world-class in my view. He's the one world-class player in both squads if you put them together. So I think, you know, it is, it is actually almost a match of two injury lists. We're going to have probably going to have Willie Bolly out. Taiwo Wanyi is going to be out. Jesse Lingard's going to be out. Cheku Kayati is going to be out, who, who would be key people for us. But I think Leicester's um, injury list is because of Madison and Evans. And if Dewsbury Hall doesn't play, then I think it does, you know, on, on paper, but, the, but we don't play games on paper. You would have to say, that is a factor, plus Forrest's improved form at home. I don't think we've been beaten at home since we lost to Fulham. Uh, and we've, we've, you know, we've, we've played really well at home. We finally weaponized the crowd at the city ground to be hostile. I think the key issues for the key issue for, for, the, for, the, for this match is how Leicester deal without Madison. He's such a talisman and how they deal with a hostile atmosphere because the city ground is, is lying in wait for Leicester. And, and I think, you know, we beat you in the cup 4-1. Leicester wanted revenge and got it. Now the boots on the other foot. Forest want revenge. And Forest, no Forest fan. No, no Forest fan has forgotten that game at the King Power because that game at the King Power, not only was it a watershed for Leicester City because it was the first really good win of the season, it was a watershed for Nottingham Forest because Steve Cooper, you know, the Forest fans wanted Steve Cooper. They got Steve Cooper and then Nottingham Forest as a football club, certainly the coaching staff said, right, that that happened at the King Power on Monday night. 
we make sure that doesn't happen again. Forest changed their whole style of play after that game. They went from three at the back, which had served them well in the championship, and they went to four at the back. And while the football hasn't been as attractive as it was in the championship, Forest take out 5-0 at Arsenal, take out 3-0 at Manchester United. In all the other games, Forest have become irritably hard to beat for other teams. We're not going to score many goals, but I do think we've uh, tightened up the back. So, it's it's an in, a really interesting game. Uh, it, that, it's beginning uh, to... That everybody was the short answer from uh, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying to you, lads. Yep. If I'm looking if I'm looking at it, and I I try and look at these things neutral. I forget sometimes. Yeah. I have to put to one side. I'm not even for. If I'm looking at it as a neutral, I'm thinking that the team with the harder job marginally mm. on Saturday afternoon is Leicester City, because. If I'm going to Nottingham, if I'm a Leicester fan, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes and I'm going to the city ground for a derby match and I'm missing what I consider to be a world-class midfielder in James Madison, that is a big gap that Leicester have to plug. Mm-hmm. You know, we're missing people, but I don't think our, gla- our gaps, I think, can be filled easier than Leicester fill in Madison's gap. Well, you've got more players to do that, haven't you? But, <laughs> Craig, not, all of them um, good, not all of them good enough, though, to be honest. Well. Craig, I mean, today it is um, press conference. Madison, he's progressing but won't be available. He's still with the medical team. Pratt is back in training, but his first day of training was today, so it's questionable whether he'll be back. Kieran Jewsbury Hall is not back either, and he won't be in training tomorrow. It'll be sometime next week. Uh, Even Jose Perez is injured. I mean... I, had, I said this to Rob Tanner the other day when I when I did the interview, transfer interview, is what the hell is going on with these injuries? Mm-hmm. You know, and we have got players there that are good enough to play, but he's just so bloody stubborn that you know he it just say Leicester have not got a small squad. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's put that to, to bed now because every team in the Premier League has got the same size squad. Brendan though, Craig, has got a small team of a small group of players that he trusts. He has, but he's also got another five or six of those who are unavailable. So, as you said, Madison, Dewsbury Hall, Pratt. You've also got James Justin. You've also got Ricardo Pereira. You've got Johnny Evans. Obviously, I'm not a big fan, but there's six for a start who potentially would be playing that or would strengthen the bench a lot. And he's having to rely on sort of untried kids, shall we say. So, McAteer, Brunt, who played the other day in the Cup. So, I think it's, again, our strength in depth and quality in depth is being pushed uh, a little bit. And, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, lose sight of that, that we, we haven't got our full-strength team. You know, half the team is missing. But, you know, we and we talk about other... Other clubs, uh, like I know you've had a, a big rant at uh, at Newcastle um, in the past few weeks, Chris, about their level of entitlement. Yeah, you know that they seem to have this feeling of entitlement now that they've got all this money. But I think Leicester are a little bit in a similar boat that we feel like we have this level of entitlement because of what we've done, and that we should now be at that level the whole time. And realistically, we can't be because we can't compete with the the massive clubs with their huge budgets. And our strength in depth is being severely um, sort of hampered by these injuries. I don't know what it is, 
You know, something's going on. I don't think it's just us. There are some other clubs who have got really big injury lists as well. Um, but he's the biggest thing for me in this like game. I just say, if anybody can hear, that's not my stomach. That is thunder outside. The biggest thing for this game, yes, the players that are missing, but it will be how much desire Leicester City have and the players have, because you know that Forrest will have, and that's got you a big chunk of your success this season, I would say, that you play aggressive football on the front foot. Very often you're playing it on the edge and then you've made the most of the breaks that you've got. You've won you know, a few games by the odd goal. Um, your striker seems to have everything that hits him goes in. He had that little patch at that point. But it's all about, for me, you know, it's a cliche, isn't it, that you've got to earn the right to play your football. And if we Absolutely. don't do that, we won't get the chance to play the football. And and I think yeah. even with our injuries and no disrespect, I think if it was a purely football game with no contact, we would win it. But Let's this is not what, football, is it? You are sounding, you are sounding like Jurgen Klopp every ball, <laughs> every time I speak to you. Um, I mean, you know, we there is, there is, and I've said this to you before, but there's a player that sits on the bench, quite often doesn't even get on the bench, that is being sought after allegedly by one of the best defensive teams in Europe, uh, a team that is constantly in the semi-finals of the Champions League, and yet we are picking Daniel Amati, who you know I like, but has got a mistake in him every game. We are picking him over Soyuncu. So we have got the quality there. And then the other question I would say is that we've had these injury problems. It's not just this season. Last season, 19 injuries we had at some point during the season to players. What the hell is Brendan doing on that training field? Rob Tanner says we've got this £100 million training field, training centre. We've got some pitches that are hard because apparently Jamie Vardy likes to train on a hard pitch. We've got some training pitches that are soft because Johnny Evans can't play on a hard pitch. What we're going to do now, send out somebody before the game kicks off and feel it's like it's like owning a bloody racehorse. We can't play Johnny because it is not the right ground for him. What the hell is Brendan Rodgers doing? Sounds like Nicky Henderson or Paul Nichols. He's <laughs> just... Yeah, you, you know what the thing is, Chris is like a loose horse. You know, once once he's gone, you have to let him go and let him calm down. There's no point trying to rein him in. No, but I mean it's ridiculous. So, you know, we know why are we even talking about sorry get knocking guys, I'll be back here in a second, but why are we even talking about giving Johnny Evans an extension when he he'll probably play two games and be injured for the other thirty-six? Um, no idea. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> I know, I know no idea. Would, you know, you're on side and, with me on that one. And I to be honest, that, to be honest, you know, rather than these um, journalists, you know, reporting on the state of a pitch or the hardness of a pitch, wouldn't it be nice now and again for them to ask a question that meant something? Hey, Brendan, why are you offering Johnny Evans an extension to his contract when he's rarely fit? No, no, let's not ask that. Let's ask the state of the pitches. I mean, come on. Journalism has gone out the window. Nobody wants to be the one who gets kicked out and is not allowed to uh, attend press conferences anymore. So nobody asks any challenging questions. So the fans these days are kept in the dark the whole time. And all that feeds is conspiracy theories all over social media. 
I'm not saying he asked that question, but that was what the, the that was yeah, his answer. I'm going to say, come back you and know. report on something that actually people are interested in. The questions that real <laughs> fans want asking: Why are these players being given extra contacts? Do you really want to keep them? I know they have to be a little bit guarded, but I mean, it would be nice to know, you know, a few things like that to stop stop the rumor mongering, you know, which goes on. Yeah. yeah. Luke David says there he's watched a fair few Forest games. <laughs> God, have you been naughty, David? I mean, <laughs> Netflix broke down, did it? Uh, I've watched a fair few Forest games. And my question is with all the new signings you have made so far, do you still feel as if you are missing quality? And if so, where? Uh, yes, in areas. I do. But, oh, I hope that this window is nothing like what we did in the summer. Would you I agree mean, with that, David? Yeah, I'm with Luke on that. I don't think you will see, probably again in history, a window like the one that Nottingham Forest knocked up in, in September. I mean, but Luke will back me up on this. Talking about journalists and journalism, they got completely the wrong end of the stick. They didn't look at yeah. the fact that Forrest had to do what they did. It wasn't, we're Nottingham Forest, we're swinging the lead and swinging the cash, just like to make a some kind of vacuous point. Five loans went, people were at the ends of contract. Basically, the ones who were then good enough for the Premier League from the team that got promotion, you know, it had to be done. Unfortunately, I think what happened was that a lot of them were Steve Cooper signings, and then a lot was um, people who've never played the game, who've never got dogmuck on their leg on a park's pitch, making a 50-50 tackle against a bloke who's drunk from the night before, got hold of the team and thought, hey, this is my tip, my toy now. We're in the Premier League. I can go and sign whoever I want. A lot of those signings were not Steve Cooper. So I think it started off with good intentions and it was stretched out to something much more than that. What you will see now is that I think he'll go, uh, and I'd like to think Steve Cooper's leading this, and Alan Tate and Andy Reid and Jamie Robinson, our coaching staff, with Filippo Giraldi, our new director of football, whatever that means, that they make three or four good ones. We definitely, but then I think most of the teams in the Premier League, bar Tottenham, Fulham and Manchester City, need a striker. You know, in the old days, you know, you could look at every team in the first division back when I was a kid and every team had a really good centre-forward who knew how to score goals. Jeff Astle, Martin Chivers, Ron Davis, you know, John Toshiak, John Ritchie, all these strikers. Every club had one. Leicester had Frank Worthington. You know, terrific, great players like, you know. Nowadays, there's Harry Kane, Alexander Mitrovic and Erling Haaland and then the rest are all, we're all playing with false nines. So we need to find a striker from somewhere and I think because of the injuries... Steve's hand will be forced in midfield to go and find a combative midfielder. And I think there'll be one more centre-half. Other than that, you know, it, it's credit to Steve that a lot of that talk about and the jokes, apart from this channel, about signing 20-odd people. People aren't talking about that anymore. So I think that's credit to Steve that he's got us to this point where, I don't, I'm not saying everybody in that squad's happy, but to the, out, to the naked eye from look, looking in, they appear to be happy, you know what I mean? So, do you think, though, so Luke, that you made too many signings? Uh, yes, but I don't think uh, that it was they were all done by Cooper. I blame more the board for signing so many players 
than I do Steve Cooper. But if that's yeah. the case, then, I mean, surely as a manager, um, you know, Steve Cooper would say, look, if you want me to sign this new contract, I want the decisions on the players that come in, nobody mm. else. Otherwise, you're just I, a puppet, aren't you? I think, Chris, in the... So the Tuesday, the Wednesday, the Thursday and the Friday that followed the Leicester hammering at the King Power, I think there was uh, there were negotiations going on. And I, and I might be wider than Mark, but if I'm looking in from the outside and I'm trying to put myself in Steve Cooper's shoes, I'm Steve Cooper at that, that ne contract negotiation saying, let me make the football decisions. Keep your son out of my hair. Let him go and, let him go and you know, sail his yacht round Greece and leave the football to me. Because I do think, in fact, and I'm going to name drop, I met Henry Winter, the chief football writer for the Times outside the city ground just before the Villa game. And he said to me, I, I actually went and thanked him. He put a really nice tweet about our lot at the King Power singing even when we were getting hammered, right? And I thought we were fantastic that night. The fans, the team was shocking. The fans were great. And he put a tweet on about how good the Forest fans were that night. I went across to the team. Henry, thank you so much for your kind tweet. And he goes, well, you were fantastic. He said, what do you think of what's happened? And I said, why should we get rid of the best manager we've had for 23 years? I said, I think that there's a meddling element in the club that has been told to keep their fingers out. And Henry Winter of the Times, probably our foremost football writer in the country, went, do you mean the owner's son? And I said, in Francis Urquhart style from House of Cards, you might say that, Henry, but I couldn't possibly comment. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? So I think if I'm, St if I'm Steve Cooper and I'm running Nottingham Forest and I'm a football man like Steve Cooper is, and some playboy with a fancy shirt on he's coming in and telling me who i should be picking i was saying mate until you've scored 30 goals in the premier league don't come and tell me so i'm not going to tell i'm not going to tell you how to run a channel chris i'm not going to tell craig how to live his life and i'm not going to tell luke how to live his life you know what i mean and i well, just think craig upstairs so you, you, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're all great great banners get him out <laughs> we're yeah. i'm sorry for ranting but i do think no. that that Steve said, I'll sign that contract if you keep him out of my ear. And actually, no, that, the fact that, 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 that was what I was getting at, you know, would, yeah, would yeah. you be saying that? Um, yeah, yeah. I just I mean, noticed, Chris, uh, on that, uh, I was just checking Twitter there, and it about 10 minutes ago, it looked like you were very close to signing Danilo. Yeah. Um, is, it, is he the player that you need? I know very little about him, Craig, to be honest, but what I would say is that we're building a little uh, Brazilian... Uh, colony within our club so Renan Lodi came he was awful at your place truly awful but since he was left out of the Brazilian World Cup squad he's improved magnificent I thought last night especially in dealing with the Dharma Traore when he came on Scarpa has come in can do a Rubik's Cube in 34 seconds lightning if he's that quick with that he should be able to work his way around the football field and Danilo is at Palmeiras which is where Scarpa was so Danilo looks to be a done thing. But again, if he comes in, it's going to take him a month, maybe two months to get used to the pace of this. Is, is, he, not, not, is, is, is he not the X-Man City guy? No, 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 not that one. That guy was a right back, I think. Yeah. This guy is, that... is a sort of a, I'll tell you what he is. He's he's a replacement, I would think, for Cheku Kayate, who got injured in the World oh, okay. Cup of Senegal. He's we like have that. got some breaking transfer news, um, just as you mentioned that, Craig. Apparently, Chelsea have put in a £60 million bid 
for Nicholas Gonzalez from Leicester for two years' time when they <laughs> want to buy him. <laughs> it's only rumours, folks. It's yeah. only rumours. <laughs> I mean, where, what? I mean, we, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not going to do a team this week, Craig, because I don't think it's we, we, you know, we've not got much to go with. Well, I to be fair though, Chris, I think I think we we got it for the cup game, and we should just retire on that. I think as close as we're ever going to get. I think nine out of 11, I think we got that for that team. But I was impressed with Brunt and McAteer. I've got to be honest with you. I thought Brunt, you know, all he wanted to do was get that ball into the box. Uh, And all McAteer wanted to do was try and get on the end of it. I mean, there's two players, and, and, you know, again, you could argue, you know, the the standard of, you know, team we were playing. But, and no disrespect to Forrest, Give them a run out. It's funny, isn't it? Because it, and, and it's funny how we how we see different things. Mm. Um, I watched get that game with Scott, and uh, I said about Brunt, I said that kid is never going to make a Premier League player, so just get rid of him. Um, I think sometimes <laughs> I I just thought his 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 delivery into the box without being under pressure was poor. You know, he put one or two good ones in, but. You can see, yeah, he could be a squad player, but at oh, that yeah. age, for him and for the club, that's not what you need, to be honest. Mm. You need to think, if you're going to be a progressive club, you have to make some tough, hard decisions sometimes. You think, right, is that kid going to be good enough to become a Premier League player? Some you won't get right. They'll go somewhere else and they'll be, become stars. But other times, you've got to do it to allow the next one to come through, the next one who might be even better. Uh, and I think sometimes you end up having so many around the place that they, they clog up the progress of others. So you have to make some tough decisions. And, and personally, from what I've seen of him, Villa let him go. And I think we picked him up from there. He's not really got enough about him at the minute. And it, it may be that he's another one who needs to go on loan and, and, oh. and toughen up a bit. But, uh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, I think, and I yeah. won't argue the fact that, that he would need that loan. But it is funny what you say because you know I I, I had you know uh, Julian Watts, ex-player, yeah. uh, that comes on occasionally. Actually, pick uh, I think it was Perez as, as a man of the match in the game we were talking about, and yet everybody else was saying what a bad game he had. There are, you know, this is why we love football, of course. But yeah. for me, at least Brun was attempting to put the ball in the box. And that was something that I I hadn't seen much of mm-hmm. in games preceding that. You know, I mean, when we played Newcastle, in, you know, in, in the cup. I mean, you know, I think they were scared to go over the white line. It was almost like, I, oh, that's the white line. We don't go yeah. past that. I get that, and I don't want to pick on on some young kid. But you, when you get to that level, that you are a professional footballer you should be able to do better. And I don't care that it's like, at least he was trying it. To be honest, we could all four of us go and try it. Well, some of the professionals weren't. Well, but, you know, (laughs) again, it just comes down to the fact of of squad depth and the the strength in it. And McAteer, I thought, was making some decent runs and trying to get on the end of things. It comes down to, I also wonder how prescripted it is of how we play. And I think it really is... I think Brendan has a set way of playing and you stick with it. And I and I think he sort of throttles creativity. We were watching that game and thinking, how often does... And it's not just Leicester, in football in general, how often does a player try and go past a player anymore? 
it, it's rare. They're always looking to just pass it on or pass sideways. Or it's possession, possession, possession. And until you start going past people and drawing players out of position, you know, we, we can't all be Man City, but every manager thinks that their players can be. Yeah. And the funny thing is, last season, of course, when we played Watford in the third round of the FA Cup, we put, uh, had to put we had to put the youngsters out because half the team were down with COVID. And we stuffed Watford, who were at the time a Premier League team. I think it was 4-0 or something like that, or even 4-1. We then went to play Nottingham Forest in the next round. All the professionals came back and Forest stuffed us 4-1. Yeah. So to me, you know, the fact of, you know, is I'd sooner have somebody that's willing to try something and, and no, willing get that, Chris, to try and get yeah. forward than somebody who, you know, who isn't trying. And, and it's and good that, you know, if they're playing with a bit of bravery and, and as you say, mm -hmm. trying something before it's coached out of them. Yeah, I mean, Facebook user here says Luke Thomas needs to go out on loan. God, no. I mean, if he goes out on loan, we haven't got a left back. Let's just say, you know, unless you want Brian Bertrand to come on with that, uh, James Justin pushing him in a wheelchair. You know, that's all we've got. Luke, how are Nottingham Forest going to approach this? Uh, I think we'll be a uh, bit uh, confident after what happened last night. I think, yes. It is a, uh, it is time to, uh, time to uh, look up what's ahead. Calm down, focus on Leicester. After that, celebrate it and move on as you're doing football. It comes quickly. You can't celebrate much. You can't. I mean, Dave. Uh, I mean, you've got to say, I've got a final to look forward to. I don't know how you'll get on if you get to the final because John Moss has retired. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say that out loud? living in Huddersfield now, apparently. <laughs> but I mean, ha, ha, again, you, you're going to go for this. You're, I think, like Craig mentioned earlier, I think it was that you know you might you you lot should probably be up for this a little bit more than, than we are. Um, are you what what sort of formation do you see Cooper putting out? The one that he stuck with ever since the debacle at Leicester, which changed his thinking. He, he wasn't rigid in his thinking. A back three with like really attacking wing backs got us out of the championship. That night at Leicester, that that system was shown to be yesterday's news. Since that night at Leicester, like I say, take out Arsenal, take out Manchester United, we've been a lot more difficult to break down. So I, what I liked was Steve wasn't so rigid in his thinking and so tunnel vision that, right, this is my way or the highway. He kind of went back and he, after Leicester and he thought, hmm, this can't go on and we've been better. I think what happened last night was informed by what happened at Blackpool. He was furious after Blackpool because 11 changes, not, you know, barely, only Scarpa probably, and he started last night. None of the others advertised their claims whatsoever. He was furious. He wanted to see depth in squad. Utterly furious. A Steve Cooper furious is a scowl. Uh, you know, somebody else furious ranting and raving. So I think last night's win was informed by a. Hey, I don't want that again, and I think he was, he was like he was in a bind last night when he did his post-match interviews, because he was extremely happy to get to a semi-final of the Carabao Cup against Manchester United, a first semi-final for 31 years, but he was definitely not impressed with the way we played last night, and I think I saw his pre-cut his presser for the Leicester game this morning. And he, he said, uh, they'll be coming in later on. 
there are things that we can do better than we did last night and I shall be letting them know uh, about that when I speak to them. I thought he left out the phrase in no uncertain terms. When Leicester come to us on Saturday, Nottingham Forest will be primed to go. They will have a rocket up their backside because he wants more. He always wants more. Semi-final of the Carabao. Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, personally, I just want 17th. I don't give a damn about anything else. Anything else is peripheral noise. It's of no consequence, right? 17th is everything. Anything above that is a bonus. I think we will try to start on the front foot. We did it last night and we faded. Wolves took over second half. Wolves should have won last night, really. That's the truth of the matter. They kept the ball better than us. and But for Dean Henderson, we'd have been out, right? They should have had a penalty as well, Wolves. So I think Steve will be letting that lot know that, look, this is a local derby that means, yeah, we might think the derby's our rivalry, but Leicester are coming here and Leicester are going to, Leicester in, you know, they've lost, I don't know, three or four on the bounce, having having had a good run before the World, you know, before the World Cup interrupted them. If, if Forrest are not at it early on and they allow Leicester a foothold in the game and, and, and a grasp of the initiative, then it's going to be really, really difficult. But I, I think, I don't think, Anybody at Nottingham Forest after last night and certainly after last Saturday at Blackpool will be resting on laurels. They'll be they'll 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 be like no hiding place. Yeah, you know. And I think what they have to do as well, they have to engage the 30,000 in the ground because our our form, our our slight rise up the table is predicated on that home form and weaponizing the crowd against opposition. Liverpool couldn't handle it, Chelsea struggled to deal with it, you know. So, um, as I say, that's the way Forest have got to go. They've got to like take it to Leicester early on, like they did in the cup game. Yeah, uh, you know, back in back, uh, a year ago. You won't you let know. it lie, will you? You won't <laughs> let that lie. I mean, it's just a reference point, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I prefer the reference point from October. Um, <laughs> Craig, we have not won in the Premier League ever at the City Ground. Um, and you look at this, this is the, this is the current form. Uh, Forest last nine games at home, won three, drawn three, lost three. Um, an average point of 1.33 a game. Our away form played nine, won three, lost six. <laughs> the one point. Um, are, are we right to be worried about this one? Um, I think so. I would say, I mean, how many years of the Premier League years have we actually been in the same Oh, in division? fairness, apart from one game, you do have yeah. to go back to the last century. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, in the Premier League. I can say, uh, for me, the worry is that we can't match the intensity that Forrest will play with and, and particularly will start with. Um, we saw that against Newcastle in the Cup game. You know, they, they could have been two or three up within the first 10 minutes because they played with a level of intensity with a hostile crowd. We're going to go to Forest with a level of intensity and a hostile crowd. We've got to be able to deal with that much, much better. We've got to match that and make it a game. As um, as you said about Forest being much harder to beat, thing is, in the Premier League, if you can stay in a game, you've always got a chance to win it. And I think that's yeah. where the change came, that you were finding yourself... You know, out of games. Although there was a couple early on, I think where you were well in the game and should have won the game and, and threw them away. Bournemouth and Fulham, great. Yeah. yeah, Bournemouth and Fulham. Yeah, yeah. But now I think you know, you try and be the aggressor. I think from what I've seen, you've got some very good, 
you know, players. And I wish we had a couple of those players to 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 add some intensity to our game. But that's where I'm a, a little bit more worried in the fact that we don't have the aggress aggression and uh, the players with a bit more bottle. I think we're a little bit too um, weak. And, and that's where we, we can come a cropper against teams who are more aggressive and more on the front foot than we are. I think, actually, Craig, what you talk about, mate, Luke will back me up on this. I think the person who embodies that for us, and I think he's exceeding everything that we thought he was capable of, is Ryan Yates. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan Yates. Ryan Yates embodies that. Like last night, he was like a rational. We were watching him and thinking, God, if we were the Wolves tonight, I'd be fed up with it. You know what I mean? It, even even telling Ruben Neves to f off when Ruben Neves was yeah. holding uh, Nunez's boot at the referee. You know, so Yates he embodies that for us. And uh, he's like he's like uh, you know similar going back years a bit. You'll remember you know Steve Walsh. You know they yeah. they have limited yeah. ability. Yeah. But nobody could take anything away from them when it no. came to aggression and intimidation. Unlike yeah. Junior Lewis, who just had limited ability and absolutely <laughs> nothing else whatsoever. <laughs> Gentlemen, a question for you. Who remembers Vogue by Madonna? Yes, indeed, of course. It's been a while since we've done the daily. Well, it used to be a daily. It started off as a daily Arsenal. Then it kind of expanded to the daily Tottenham. Now I've just got it as the daily trophy. And the reason I asked about Vogue by Madonna, because that was actually number one the last time that Nottingham Forest won a trophy. And I can tell you how long it is since <laughs> they've done that, seeing as you asked the question. Uh, 32 years, 258 days, four hours, 58 minutes, and 18 seconds, 19 seconds, 20 seconds, 21 seconds. <laughs> How long it has been. Um, Oldham Athletic. It was. It was. Uh, Oldham Athletic in the... Nigel Jemson. <laughs> you, 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 you look at the same website as me. Um, yeah, no, it's, just in, it's just ingrained in my mind. <laughs> well, I suppose when you don't win that much, it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Cling to it. <laughs> Scraps. Couldn't resist that. Couldn't resist that. Um, Craig, um, I appreciate you, 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 your battery's going. Do you need to go? No, I'm all right for a few minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking that's, about that's, Arsenal, just, just for anybody who was worrying, um, it's uh, it's the computer battery, not my personal battery. <laughs> I tell you what, Craig is like the Duracell pun funny. His wife, his wife puts a battery up his into his back and we rephrase that every night to keep him going uh, Melina good evening Hi, Melina. how the devil are you welcome along she's probably glad there is there's no longer the daily uh, the daily uh, Arsenal couldn't resist that guys couldn't resist that Craig stick with you for a minute who who are you worried about then in the in the uh, in the Forest team well I think yeah. it is the, it is the likes of Yates I think uh, um, you know, Brennan Johnson on his day can be um, a really tricky customer, but I think I don't know if Forest fans are a little bit disappointed with uh, with what he's returned this year. Um, in flashes, he's looked, you know, really good, but again, young player consistency will always come into into it with him. But you know, he he, he definitely got something about him that kid. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, Aurier I think has been decent now. Um, I, I know it sounds weird, but 
Harvey Barnes was tearing. I, I don't know. I can't remember who the right back was when in the in the four nil was having a great game. Probably his last decent game for us. And then uh, Cooper brought Aurier on. Yeah. And Barnes didn't get past him once. And I think sometimes that bit of experience has sort of brought the rest of uh, the defence on. And uh, and he's been very good, to be honest. Do you know what, Craig? That's a brilliant point, mate. And I love the fact that you've picked Serge Aurier out. Because in all this blizzard of signings, mm. the last one in the door with the least amount of fanfare and no fee paid. In fact, he didn't sign until after the window was shut mm. because he was a free agent. And he has been a revelation. Mm. He's been terrific. Um, Nico Williams was our right back that yeah. night. Now, Nico went to the World Cup and actually he did okay for Wales. You know, he had a bit of a... He had a bit of an emotional roller coaster because his granddad died, and then he had a whack on the head off Marcus Rashford in the England game. You know, so Nico's a, Nico's a good player. You, but had, Serge you had a lot of players in the Welsh team, didn't you? Uh, Wayne Hennessy, Brennan Johnson, Nico Williams. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, and I just so, um, wondering if that had anything to do with the fact that they came home early. Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Well, Wayne Hennessy got sent off, so yeah, he he didn't exactly cover himself in glory, but uh, but Serge Aurier. And I'm really glad you've picked him out, Craig. That's really perceptive. You know, when when play when when people who support other clubs pick out a guy like that who mm -hmm. we think that only we can see, yeah. to me, Craig, that shows a really good level of perception. He's been terrific, and it's got to the point now where he he's like one of the first names on the team sheet, mm -hmm. and he's a good character around the dressing yeah. room as well. I tell you, when he was it, the the key game for him, and it may it, again it may be a pivotal game in our season, which is Tottenham Carabao Cup game where we beat Tottenham two 0 and should have won by more. We were excellent, and Aurier against that lot, given what you know his history with Tottenham yeah. was outstanding that night. And I think I think he's been, you know, I mean, you sign you sign somebody, you cluster bomb, mm -hmm. and you hit a few targets and you miss a few, right? But Serge Aurier, given that he was the most unpromising of the lot. Has been a real revelation, you know. Well, welcome along to the um, the, the Dave and Craig loving. <laughs> <laughs> My battery's beginning to go actually at the moment. Yeah, so, well, anyway. I'm sure you two can charge each other up. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> James, James Swain. Good evening. Uh, Hi, James. Welcome Lovely along. Lovely lad. Welcome Lovely along. lad he is. Luke, here on James. Squad is it? Where is you? Uh, who will be playing probably, but who will be who? who will be? <laughs> evening, uh, man. He does a Vada isn't the same as he once was. No, no. It is a shame. No, he he has seen better We've got to agree on that. Harvey Barnes, though, he's the main one I'm frightened of. If we, yeah, yeah. Keep him quiet. We've got every chance of winning the game. Yeah, I, Luke. I think, mate. I, I agree with Luke. I really like Harvey. I think he's a really good kid. I saw him on Soccer AM a couple of weeks ago. Smart kid. And I think the the duel between Harvey and probably Renan Lodi mm -hmm. is going to be one of the most crucial because Renan Lodi he was appalling that night at the King Power, but since he was left out of the Brazilian World Cup squad. He's become a real good player for Forest, very solid. And I think Barnes against Loddy. Although, you know, and then if Harvey decides he's had enough out on the left taking on Loddy, he'll have to go the other side and try Serge Aurier. Or well, Serge Aurier is built like an armoured vehicle. Do you know what I mean? 
So it, I think Harvey Barnes, Harvey Barnes is a quality player. I'd love, I'd love have Harvey Barnes at Forest. I really would. I love the lad. Craig, I mean, Harvey Barnes divides opinion. I like the guy again. Whatever he can't win a few seasons ago, he was pulled up for you know never shooting and always losing the ball. Last season he was shooting and everybody said he was being selfish. <laughs> Poor guy can't win. Uh, he's certainly a Marmite player with Leicester fans, Craig. Mm. I like him. He, he does have a go at the defence. Which side of the, the actual fence do you sit on with Harvey? Well, I think I've said this before and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Um, Brendan Rogers will hang himself on Harvey Barnes's shirt because... At the moment, Harvey Barnes is not delivering and we play our system to accommodate Harvey Barnes. So, and, and, you know, we looked a much better side against Newcastle when we went to two up front. Harvey Barnes hasn't developed the way that we'd all hoped he would do, but he's a confidence player uh, and he's not confident at the moment. And, and you can see that if he has a run against his fullback in the first 10 minutes and doesn't get past him, he probably won't try again. Uh, so you might as well take him off. For yeah. me, we'd be better off bringing him on after 20, uh, with 20 minutes to go, you know, rather than taking him off with 20 minutes to go so he can run at a tiring defence yes. and get his confidence back. Because what at about, the moment, I think he's not really at the level that we, we hoped he would be. We, we say we'd like to up front, uh, mm. and we know Rogers only ever goes to that sort of usually on about the 85th mm. minute. But, I mean, what about Barnes playing off a, a, um, a front strike? My, my issue is I, 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 I smirked when you said he's a bright lad when you saw him on TV, but I, I don't think he's got a footballing brain uh, mm. that's clever enough to play there. You, you watch him, and again, it's like, you know, with with, with certain players like Aurier or whatever, you, you know, you, when you see a lot of a player, you can probably be more critical um, yeah, yeah. or more sure, appreciative. Yeah. Um, so I, I see a lot of him, yeah, and I think part of it is that you know what a good player he can be, that you become more critical of when he's not doing it, and he doesn't seem to his, his decision making has been pr really poor, uh, post World Cup. Uh, and I think sometimes he, he looks to get rid of the ball because he's not playing with confidence, but his movement off the ball is really disappointing. Um, mm. that he should, you know, he should be making runs off the ball to create space as well. And I don't think he has that appreciation of other players around him enough that mm. even though he's not going to get the ball, he can make space for others. And uh, it's just real. I, I get frustrated with him because you know that there's so much more in there that he's not showing. So mm. for me, he needs to be taken out and allow us to switch to a 4-4-2. Looking at this, this I always find I did a, the stat show uh, before every game. Now I do a separate show where I literally it's an hour full of stats. But some interesting things here that this website picks up on team characteristics: uh, the strengths for Nottingham Forest. They have you down for your aerial duels and stealing the ball from the opposition. Apparently, you're strong at both of those, um, mm. which is good because one of the weak things we do is holding on to the ball. Uh, shooting from direct free kicks is very strong, although I do think, Craig, that that's probably when Madison was playing mm -hmm. and creating long shot opportunities. But, Craig, do you think, I mean, it's all right saying like long shots, we're good at long shots, but is that because we literally can't 
get into that final third and get into the box? Well, yeah, I think we have a reluctance to shoot when we get anywhere near. We we, we try and overplay. So I, I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest, those stats, I, I don't know what they're based on, but, you know, I mean, what makes you strong? If you have 30 long shots, does that make you strong at long shots? Or is it the percentage of those that actually go on target? I, I, you it's know, based, statistics can They do say, in fairness, that it is based on the, the games that have been played. So yeah. I suppose we'll look at the stats. We know with stats, they can look at it anyway. And, and you know, you can say the same thing uh, both yeah. ways. I mean, Luke, week for Nottingham Forest, they had your finishing scoring chances. You're bad at protecting the lead. Uh, defending against attacks down the wings. It's a long list here. Defending against long shots. Defending against through ball attacks. Defending set pieces. Keeping possession of the ball is very weak for you. And avoiding mm. in dangerous areas. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, 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 this team is brand new. It's a brand new team. It'll take time. It won't happen overnight. Mm. And your style, it says here, Dave, uh, long balls, you attempt a lot of crosses, uh, but you do take a lot of sh shots, long shots. Uh, but you like to play in your own half and you rotate your first 11 a lot. I mean, I say it, you'll know if this is true or not. You're aggressive, which I think we took mm. from before. And apparently opponents play aggressively against you. I don't think that'll happen yeah. tomorrow. But again, is that is that spot on? I, I think that's all pretty fair. I mean, in terms of stealing the ball from the opposition, I think Nico Williams leads the Premier League in interceptions and, and takeaways. So I think that's all fair. We don't shoot from distance. I think our new guy, um, Scarpa, the Brazilian guy, he looks like a guy who will take a shot from distance, but we haven't really got anybody else um, in terms of long balls, we might do, but not not very successfully because we haven't got a big centre forward to aim for. Yeah, you know, I mean, last night our front three last night was Morgan, Gibbs, White, Brennan, and Gustavo Scarpa. So you know, and Taiwo, the one you when he's been playing, who who is nominally our centre forward, although that's a loose term these days. Yeah. Taiwo's success in the last few games since the World Cup ended has been playing as a winger. So at Southampton last week and against Chelsea and at Manchester United, he played, I actually think Tywin played pretty well in all three of those games, but he played as a, as a, a, a down the left-hand side, as a right-footed winger, cutting back in. Mm. So, um, you know, I long balls are not the way for us to go. We, until we get a striker in, you know, somebody who can lead the line, hold the ball up and bring others into play while scoring goals... We're yeah. going to be playing false nines. And I think so many teams in the Premier League are playing false nines because number nines, as I uh, appreciate them, are dying out. Um, you know, yeah. but but what I would say is the these um sort of findings that you put up now, Chris, are a world away from the findings you would have put up um prior to the Leicester game at the King Power. So I think Forest Forest have actually come quite a long way. I, uh, I hate Liz, the fact that, that you're using us as the fact that we've saved your season. I don't like that. Well, at we, all. that night, if you like, that night at the King Power, if we're going to be philosophical about it, both seasons were saved because yeah. you got a massive tonic. 
Although some people would say, damn, I almost think there were some Leicester fans who wanted, in a way, Leicester to lose that night to get Rogers out. Possibly. You know, people don't want Possibly. Rogers, but but that yeah. night it definitely gave your your season a kickstart, and it gave ours a kick up the backside. So I think that that game at the, at the King Power was pivotal for both clubs. Craig is back. Um, yeah. He's borrowed his wife's charger, and he's back with us. What's <laughs> you let him out of that bedroom? Yeah, what's you let him out of his man cave? That's Craig's man cave. Look at all them death metal CDs he's got in the far corner. Look, look at it. They're all there. <laughs> we'll, we'll move swiftly on. We'll move swiftly on. I think I was just going to say, Chris. I mean, the, the most telling thing on there is uh, on those stats is is backing up what I said. Forest very aggressive. Leicester yeah. non-aggressive. Yeah, no, we, that, did, that, we did that, actually say that. But yeah. looking at Leicester's things there, I mean, shooting from direct free kicks and, and creating long shot, like I say, uh, I'm not so sure now we haven't got um, uh, uh, Madison in. Uh, our weakness is uh, protecting the lead. Yeah, I think we all agree with that, don't you? Um, aerial duels, avoiding individual errors. Yeah, uh, no shit, Sherlock. Defending counter-attacks, defending set-pieces and defending against long shots is very weak. But I thought we'd got a defensive um, a coach come in, Greg. Yeah, we have. We just need it parked in front of the goal. <laughs> oh, Dave's bladder's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I just... I, I just getting worried apparently our style is long shot short passes again we know that mm. attempt through balls non-aggressive which like you said is very much us about it we like playing in our own half as well as forest so at this rate <laughs> whoever gets the ball we'll just stick in the one half. maybe we'll just agree that we'll stick to our own halves and both take a point yeah <laughs> put a net across the, yeah. the halfway line and play uh play volleyball or something uh, and we like to play the, the offside trap, but um, I don't know. Well, it's that time when it is score prediction time. And it is very interesting um, this week because there's a lot of us are agreeing. Uh, unfortunately, Craig, not a lot of them are agreeing with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did discuss that, Scott. Actually, I would... I don't think um, I don't think uh, Craig wanted to. Uh, I, oh, I hope that's the door that's creaking and not Dave's knees. <laughs> I Sounds like what. our defence. <laughs> yeah, it's creaking. Yes, boom, boom, nice one. <laughs> I like that one. Does your bladder feel better, Dave? Well, at my time of life, the bladder controls the brain rather than the other way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't we all? You know, because I'm, I'm like that. what I'm like. 14 months away from 60, so... Oh, you're a me old man have these conversations about getting up at night three or four times, honestly. I think uh, our birthdays must be very close because uh, uh, I'm about 13 months away from it as well, so... March 17th, say, I am, so great. Am I, but the other way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've gone past <laughs> it about 13, 14 months. Anyway. I wish it could be Luke's age again. I'd love oh, to be Luke's age. Wish. That'd be brilliant. You wish. <laughs> um, right, so, score predictions. Um, Brad has gone 4-2 to Leicester. He's he's hoping for a goal fest there. Um, Craig went 2-1 to Leicester. 
And then I, myself, me, myself, and I, Jerry Taggart, Ian Marshall, Steve Linex, and Steve Walsh have all gone for the same score. <laughs> and we do it separately. We've all gone for a 1 1 draw. And I'm going to be totally honest with you. Almost, if you offer me that at the moment, I would take it. Would you, Craig? Probably, you know, the way that we've been playing at the moment. As I said, I don't think it's a, a must win, but it's a must not lose. So yeah. um, I think if we can take a take a point and uh, and move on to the next one. James has gone 2-1 Forest. Luke, which way are you going to go? Well, we know which way you're going to go, but what score are you going to go for? Uh, I said, man, that's not on, on your show. And I'm going to stick with 3-0 Forest. 3-0, well, well, last time you're on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Luke, lad. You reds. 3-0 to Forest. Right. Dave. Well, Chris, I'm really conscious of the uh, the sideways glance that Craig gave Luke when he said 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, Craig looked away and I said, my God. <laughs> so I'm very aware of Craig's burning laser eyes into me. Well, let's I make it a bit think... easier for him, shall we? There we go. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, i tell you what, Chris, uh, given the way both sides are playing, I don't think it'd be a goal first. I think it'd be 1-0 and I think it's going to be, I think the home advantage will give Forrest a narrow, hard for not particularly attractive 1-0 win. But I, I don't, I don't think... A draw doesn't do either any favours. No. Everybody in our little, everybody in our little cabal of teams at the bottom of that Premier League, mm. so you know, Leicester downwards, and and I include Crystal Palace because they've got mm -hmm. to play some of the big six, yeah. and they could drop in. And if you take Wilf, Eze, and Elise out of the equation, there's not a lot else at Palace. So I don't think Palace are away. Villa, forget them; they, they'll be all right. Um, but I think that no, every everybody else in that that little section. We'll want a draw between Forest and Leicester. There's but some then, interesting games though tomorrow. Like Everton say, Southampton. Everton yeah. Southampton leaps yeah, off the page. There's five minutes, um, five minutes, five points between us and Villa. Uh, like you say, Palace, but Villa, I think, like you say, are probably going to be safe. And that we don't want that gap getting bigger and bigger. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, Everton are hosting Southampton. Wolves are hosting West Ham. Um, mm. that's another one we could see Moyes go. Um, and there's some North London derby and Manchester derby as well. God knows what that is. <laughs> but Scott, Scott's gone at 3 0 to Forest. Um, in, <laughs> happy days, Scott is a Leicester fan as well. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse psychology, I hope. Um, but uh, there and can I just say, I mean, I did, I did take the uh, a little bit of the rye out of Forest earlier with the 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 uh, the daily trophy. So I'm, I'm, it's only fair, really, that I'll, I'll do this. Since Newcastle last won a trophy or a decent trophy, sixty-seven years. 250 days, five hours, 19 minutes, no, 20 minutes now, and one second. My God, 67 years. That was before even you were born, Craig. Is, is that the FA Cup? 
Um, the last one, in fact, Perez was number one. Mm -hmm. That that is Perez Prado and his orchestra. Yeah, <laughs> pink and apple blossom white. Um, I think that was um, that that was a domestic trophy because they've won the Fairs Cup since then. Well, yeah, we don't count. Shark, Craig. Yeah, he took in the words of Meatloaf, he took the words right out of yeah. my mouth. <laughs> they did beat. Uh, they they won the very well known, and it, we should uh, forgive me for not including this UEFA Intertoto Cup in 2006. So the last major trophy, it says here, was the FA Cup in 1955 when they beat Manchester City 3-1. 67 years, Geordie's. Mm. Don't know if Geordie is still in or not. Um, Jackie Melbourne. <laughs> James Swain says, if you, Leicester lot, see me tomorrow in Leicester Town, you won't miss me in my forest coat. <laughs> can I just say, and I, and, I, and this is a serious note, and I, I know I joke a lot, but can I just say, I, I really do hope that we don't get a repeat of what we saw when we played Forest. And mm. I'm saying that to Leicester fans, you know, as well as Nottingham Forest fans, because, mm. you know, it, we were probably the cause of most of it, in fairness, in Forest. There's no, it's a football match, for God's sake. Let's mm. just enjoy it. Whether win, lose, you know, I, I, if you can say to me, what would you sooner be? Sat here, you know, in 48 hours' time, having lost to Forest, or go over to Ukraine and sit there with a bomb going off all around your head. I know which I'd sooner do. There's bigger things going on in the world. Just keep your dick in your trousers, guys. You know, you're not, you're not show, you know, impressing anybody with it. Don't go looking for it, and um, and just enjoy the game. Uh, and on that serious note, uh, which is not like me. Luke, thank you very much for joining us. Give us a shout out to where people can find you again. Uh, yeah, you can find me on YouTube, True Red, and you can find me on Instagram at Luke Williams 11. Yeah, the True Red, and we will put those links into the um, description below uh, afterwards. Mm. Um, and the True Red on YouTube. Mate, I've got to say it. Hope we stuff you. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> enjoy ah, yourself. So that's where the civility. That's yeah. where the civility ends, is it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the best, mate. Take all care. All the best, mate. Cheers. Yeah, okay. Thanks for coming on, Dave. Brilliant, mate. Thanks for coming on. We, we must start the um, the banter shows again soon. I miss yeah, my two yeah. chats. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, again, well, we often. As you know, Chris, we wander off into like you know secluded cul-de-sacs of culture, don't we? You know what I mean. So we do. Yeah, looking we do. To... It's good to see. Um, I tell you, I'm fascinated though, Chris, because I'm I'm the most easy to distract guy that, that that's ever been around. Fascinated by Craig's man cave. He's got all sorts of stuff in there. <laughs> Craig, Craig, I know she's trapped in there and locked the door, mate. But why would you ever want to leave that room? It's got everything in it that you need. I mean, hey, who says I do want to leave it? <laughs> he has food pushed under the, 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 the door. It's a, it's a one of them little slots like was in the Ipcrest file where they put his, yeah. he put a tray yeah. of food through. It's, it's, it's uh, basically a glorified prison cell. <laughs> Can I say we're actually looking that she's allowed him to have electricity today because the light flashes on and off as we go. Yeah, the meter it. will go off at half past. <laughs> Brilliant. Dave, well, mate, listen. we'll say we'll start the banter show up again soon, hopefully. Yeah. And, and all the best happens, to you and your family. Yeah, whatever, but again, what, I hope you get stuffed. 
at the weekend. Yeah, whatever happens Saturday, lads, it's been a real pleasure tonight. You two great guys who, who talk so well about football. It's always a place to come on. And um, and I'm just getting over the fact that like I've had three Leicester City channels chasing my arse tonight. It's like nobody nobody at Forest wants me on, but Leicester City, <laughs> get this guy on, you know what I mean? It's well, they know you're associated with Dole, that's why. <laughs> I mean, I, the, the great man, he's in control. I'll leave it to the great man. You know what I mean? He was there. I was there with him last night. What what a legend he is! Absolutely love the guy. But now, wish you both and your families all the best, and I wish you an irritating Saturday <laughs> afternoon. And I'll see you in the future. All right. Cheers, Dave. So take care, gents. Yeah, all the very Thank best. You. See you later. Bye now. Can we do it, Greg? Yeah, we'll sneak it. You know, usually when our backs are against the wall, we'll. We'll, we'll we'll scramble something. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, but you don't think he'll go? Like you say, it isn't. It is a not lose game. 100%. Yeah, it's not lose for, for me. As I say, I think um, I think there'll be added pressure on the next home game. I think because then the fans will really have the opportunity to to let everyone know what they think. Um, mm. So he'll need. He'll need a performance uh, against Brighton at the home game, I think. Um, you know, even a win here, he'll still need a performance against Brighton, but hopefully we'll have one or two faces through the door by then. Coming up, I think, I don't know if I read these out earlier, coming up after Forest, it is mm. home to Brighton, uh, away to Warsaw, and even that worries me. Mm. Then we're away to Villa, home to Spurs, away to Manchester United, home to Arsenal before the end of February. Mm. Should we just go into hibernation? No, I think we've, we've probably got a bit more. We've probably got a bit more chance against teams who want to try and play football rather than uh, out aggressors, to be honest. So uh, we saw that when we went away to Liverpool, we had a much uh, better performance there. Mm. When it was more about a football match than uh, than who's got the, uh, the, the the most aggression. I don't think we're ever going to win in a, a, an aggressive match. No. So um, you know, maybe it will turn for us. Let's let's it hope so. Be. It may do. Craig, mate, all the best, and thank you very much for coming on. You're and welcome. we will speak um, next week, and hopefully, we'll we have a smile on our face. Yes, indeed, mate. And go right. and you know, hey, knock on the door three times so your wife lets you out. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thanks, everybody. All the See best. Bye, bye. Cheers. Thanks to Craig there, my wise old owl, um, and his recharged batteries. Uh, James, we are in the process, apparently, of signing somebody, uh, an Argentinian Copa America winner. Um, he wasn't in the World Cup squad, unfortunately, but he has won um, the Commabel UEFA Cup of Champions um, and as well as the Copa America. So a good, uh, a good signing if we get him. Left-footed right winger, just what Brendan has been asking for. Santa Claus has answered his questions. Uh, okay, guys, what is coming up next? I hear you shout. What is coming up next, Chris? Well, I can tell you. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Nine o'clock tomorrow, myself, Dave and Brad. Uh, question time is coming up. It's your show. You want to ask the questions in the uh, chat. If you don't, me, Brad and Dave will just natter on. Always start it off with the first question. And that first question tomorrow will be, does Rogers go if we lose? After that, we just go in whichever direction you take it. 
Craig is just doing his impersonation of a dog in the back of a car, shaking his head. <laughs> uh, but we, we, that's where we start. That's the starting point. But I appreciate everybody that's been in today. The two Nottingham guys, Craig especially, keeps me in check. And I will see you all tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Thanks for much. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new and spread the um, hit the smash the like button as well. And uh, we will see you all tomorrow. Good night. Take care. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back lester till i die tv they think it's all sports social podcast network it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.